Welcome to the Allies Podcast. I'm your host, Carmen Farino. Hello, this is Carmen Farino, and welcome to the summer break edition of the Allies Podcast. With me uh, in the studio is Anthony Sergi. Anthony, welcome. Hello. Thank you. So this is, uh, we're going to take a break. We need a little time off. We need time for reflecting. <laughs> we want to look back and uh, and process all we've done over the last year. Yeah. About a yeah. year. It's it's uh, on our schedule, a one full year plus one. <laughs> and then plus this will be wow. plus two of episodes. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when we started this, we had kind of a, a roughly fleshed out idea that we'd be talking to people um, that, you know, had allies or, or wanted allies in mm -hmm. the things they, they felt uh, were important. Um, but this thing kind of evolved very differently. So yeah. I kind of want to, I'm going to ask you, what, what surprised you about this podcast as it, as it evolved over an entire calendar year? Hmm. Well, it, it certainly changed from what we set out to do. I mean, in a way, you know, we were reacting um, pretty uh, acutely to what was happening at the time this all started. It was right around yeah. the, right around the time of the whole George Floyd yeah. incident, um, and and there was a lot of tension between that and the political climate. And I think we just both were on the same page. We have to do something. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and so we set out with this idea of, you know, being allies. Um, but I think it, it, did, it did begin to evolve because, I, and I think in a good way, because you start to realize that, that you know, allies is a broad term. Um, hmm. It's a broad concept and that, you know, um, allies come in many different forms, many different stories. Hmm. Um and with many different backgrounds and many different perspectives. And then, you know, we, I think we began to really learn how, how um, we le learned that as we went, as we interviewed different people that, you know, um, and allies don't always fit a particular mold and everyone could be an ally uh, in some way. Um, yeah. And it's not always the same. Yeah. That's what threw me was that <clears throat> it was almost like we started throwing Venn diagrams up, you know, like uh, yeah. you know, just mm -hmm. circles on a board a and, and they overlapped and some of them overlapped in ways we couldn't imagine. I mean, I looked back and thought, okay, June 29th, 2020 is when Lenny's uh, episode dropped. And if you had told me in the middle of the George Floyd thing that, you know, almost a calendar year later, we'd be talking to George Floyd's uncle, yeah, I, I, I would have said that was, that was insane. There was no way that was going to come full circle. Yep. If you look at the, the progression here, you know, I think when we, when we loosened up a little bit, and started to just reach out to different types of people, we started to get really interesting surprises. Like, you know, the, the podcasts that were most uh, popular were not the ones we would have, you know, picked out of the, out of the hat. You yeah. know, some of these yeah. were, were people like, um, you know, uh, Olucci who, um, who, yep. you know, really that story of, you know, a, a woman from West Africa and, and, and frankly, the fact that she was tied into human resources really kind of had that episode explode. And on paper, you will probably would have walked by that one, you know, <laughs> yeah. you probably would have just said, well, that's, I'm sure it's nice, but you yeah. know, that's, you know, I always give a, a shout out to, um, 
to one of our listeners, Kelly, because she she posts, you know, comments about things I that are. I see that. that are, I think it's great. Yeah, and it's and they're pretty insightful. You know, that she she kind of uh, comes at it with a fresh eye, and uh, you know, I found myself telling people um, about Vanessa. You know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Vanessa Shortbull's story for me about the Oglala Sioux tribe, um, it just threw me because I, I didn't expect to meet somebody that connected to their past. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting that on the that, that one sticks out to me as well. That was a kind of a bit of a, not a turning point, but maybe a little bit of a broadening of the spectrum here and how mm-hmm. I was looking at allies because you had someone who um, here, you know, we're referring to as a Native American. Yes. And yet she said, I just prefer the term Indian. And so it yeah. began to it began to change the perspective for me on, on you know, um, th- th- there's so many ways to look at things and, and what you think you know, what we think we know isn't always necessarily the case. And it's and that it kind of just highlighted the importance of getting to know people, understanding them mm. and really trying to be more in tune with with with, you know, who each individual is um, in order to become really a you know, a, a great ally, you know, across the board. Yeah. And that's kind of like, <clears throat> I, I was thinking about that with Rachel, um, you know, Rachel Redshaw, though, we interviewed somebody from, from England and her background as a scientist um, and a communications person, which is how we met her. It kind of completely threw me that, that she started a nonprofit uh, for people with postpartum depression yeah. um, mm-hmm. because it was so it was like one of those things where you think, well, all right, well, uh, who does that? Who just up and decides to start their own nonprofit because mm-hmm. they have that empathetic feeling? But that that yeah. kind of came back time and time again, you yeah. know, until yeah. we get to like John Valverde. Wow. It's like, you know, I'm going to to change my life and, yeah. and the trajectory is going to be, you know, to to help as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the – I mean, maybe that's the thing that – um I'm going to think about when we come back is who, who, you know, who are these left of center people with stories that we normally wouldn't touch on? I mean, Lily Bernard, you'd think we'd talk about her, you know, straight up her advocacy, but the overlap between her art and her advocacy was just phenomenal. And I've known, and I've known her for, I don't know. 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean I her her back her her story and, and I guess the thing that um make, makes her name a little more common is not the thing that um it wasn't it, I mean it wasn't the thing that surprised me most about her. I mean that's why I knew her, but yeah. she's a fantastic artist. I mean just fantastic and there's she's she, you know she's such a deeper and broader person than you know name in the headlines. Well, that's what's funny. You know, every every time I listen to these, I don't like to listen to myself uh, often, but when I listen back to these and I hear the intro by her brother, Dan, who is, you know, one of my best friends, <laughs> it just cracks right. me up because, you know, I, I throw at him like, um, hey, uh, it'd be nice if I had a theme song. And you look at that family, you're like, Jesus, you know, how how much talent are they spreading around, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I, you know, there are some, there are some, you know, uh, what do they call them? White elephants, uh, that people that I want that I can't get, you know, one of my, my absolute best friends, <laughs> right, right. Joel, who's yeah. been all over the world. He just flat out refuses. Um, we'll get him. We're going to get him. I know. I, I got to we'll work on some way to get him on the show. Well, well, let me, let me throw a different question at you. Um, 
where do you think this can go? What what do you think is is an area that we could explore that we've you know maybe we've we've started to dance around that um that's different or new on this show or well and, and yeah. in general because yeah. I think you know to a certain extent I think what's fun about this is where these conversations go not necessarily where they start. Mm -hmm. uh, well, in terms of this show, um, a couple things. Um, one, probably similar. I mean, you probably have this thought as well, and then I, I think it's you know, that we should, ex we are going to continue to expand the realm of what we consider ally um, and have a broader definition of, 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 of this idea of just telling, telling stories of diverse people with diverse backgrounds. Uh, and, I, you know, I think that one of the easiest ways to begin the idea of being a real ally to all people is to understand um, and listen to the stories of all different kinds of people. I mean, perspective is so important. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we'll continue to, to sort of have people who just have great stories to share um, as opposed to just people that have, um, let's say, a, a, a strictly a social justice um, perspective. You know, I think it's important to hear so many different varieties of stories. I mean, look at Vishal. Yeah. Um, Vishal's story. Um, Alucci is a great example. Um, Antonio uh, Capistrano. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the stories there are, I mean, there's just some great perspectives and you learn so much when you hear people, you know, with, who have different life perspectives. Look, I mean, I, I, if, if for nothing else with Antonio, I, I'm, we're huge in the Philippines. I mean, who thought? I mean, yeah. I had no idea. Um, and, yeah. and you know, I'm like again. That's that's a he's a he's a like family. Um, yeah. And it just it cracks me up when you um, when you put somebody behind a mic that you've known for years. I mean, I knew I literally used to hold his hand when he was two. Um, so when yeah. you see somebody like that on the other side of a microphone, um, you know, you just get a whole different perspective that, that these people have wisdom and yeah, absolutely, knowledge. yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other, the other uh, thing that you may not have in, in your thought process about where this might go is, you know, I, I think that we ought to begin to think about, you know, as we ride the center line, yeah. uh, you know, broadening that a little bit on both sides yes. so that we do our best to maintain at least kind of a, a balanced perspective. Um, Yes. So, and I think, to be honest, I mean, there are some, you know, some people we speak to with more extreme positions for a number of reasons. Um, but I think that for the most part, everyone we speak to or have spoken to um, has a, a, a fair and balanced perspective overall on what's happening in the world. I mean, everyone, you know, everyone's going to have their leanings. Um, yeah. But generally speaking, I think that, you know, the people we've, spe we've spoken with, um, and I think even our attitudes towards much of what's happening is is one of, you know, realism and, yes. you know, being fair and being realistic um, and, and trying to understand as best we can, you know, what's causing what's happening these days from every perspective and not just be judgmental about them. Yeah, no, I, that that is something that has been on my mind. And I actually have a couple that, um, you know, I won't discuss on mic, but, but are, yeah. you know, more conservative, um, more engaged in the um what i would call more traditional conservative movements mm -hmm. not so much the um the conspiracy sure q type right. of stuff um right. which which you know frankly i think i i respect enormously traditional 
conservative views. I see those mm -hmm, as, uh, sure. as as necessary, um, but it's become hard to um, to find people that want to talk about these issues because they are they've become incendiary. I think yeah. you, know, you don't when, when people don't want them to be. You know, right now taking any stand uh, in that space becomes you know potentially challenging. Yeah, it, it just feels like it, it's no longer a neutral position from which to discuss things. It, it's the minute you you talk about issues that are that favor one side or the other, it just feels like it becomes an instant uh, tug of war, an instant pulling match of trying to get the other person over to your side or pushing the other person away because they won't come to your side. It, it, there doesn't seem to be enough center ground here to have um, extended, uh, you know, extended discussion uh open discussion it just things things get pushed to the edges very quickly these days um you know it's a i think it's it's a result of what's happening across the country and probably across the world um and i i, I hope that we get to some point where we can come back to this center um and you know take your positions on either side of the center but have a discussion in the middle somewhere you know yeah yeah i mean i was i was thinking about that too if we had if we drew a line and said, okay, we're going to, we're going to skew now more toward, um, you know, traditional conservative subjects. Right. Mm -hmm. And we did four or five of those and learn from that process. Right. I, I, I think there's an opportunity to put combinations of people on mic. I mean, we've had a couple yep, of, you yeah. know, pairs of interviews i think that uh hansen and andy i could <laughs> right. i mean i could just give them their own show whenever they wanted to um yeah <laughs> you know i think you know dave and, and mickey um that was one where um you know i was we were doing the post production stuff and i had uh that on and was listening to it my kids who were i guess at the time were 17 and, and 20 came in <clears throat> and they were uh they're like huh really well, what did you offer to that conversation? <laughs> the hip hop conversation. Yeah, I'm like, for, those, Come for, those who, for those who haven't heard that episode, uh, David Shanks and Mickey Hess are hosts of a podcast called called "A Guest in the House," which looks at um, basically uses rap and hip hop music and culture as a um, as a baseline and a sounding board for what's going on in the world, and um, uh, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I am not, uh, I don't know all that much about rap or, um, or hip hop, um, but having worked with those guys and, and listened to their show and, and, and known them for a couple of years now, I, I learned quite a bit and it's, it's great. It's a great show. And so I can see why your kids might say that. I think my kids would, might think the same thing too. But I think, but that's, that was the fun part about it is yeah. that, you know, each time you get thrown in the deep end, it's, it's interesting to ask naive questions. You know, yeah, to not yeah. understand something. And, um, you know, I look at this and I and I, I go back through the through the different people. And one thing that comes through time and time and time and time again is a self-effacing sense of humor. People yeah. who can make fun of themselves, people who can, you know, uh, see that they're you can take their their work seriously, but not themselves. And I think that's a huge kind of benefit and lesson to learn here because every one of these people is is dealing with conflict right you know i i look at uh chris holland and lawrence james yeah. you know the guys who who run connexus technologies and uh 
you've been doing this for for you know 18 years mm -hmm. and you know men of faith and uh and you know they're they're constantly dealing with um you know the questions around having a minority owned business and right. what's that like and you know jumping right. through through hoops you know i but i love that i love the idea of somebody who can who can look at the absurdity of those things you know even, even lily you know yeah. <laughs> being able to to make fun i think the the most caustic one <laughs> the most biting one had to be our last one steve yeah uh quigley because he is uh He's like, uh, he's like having a conversation with a ball of knives, you know, he can, he can cut you eight ways, you know, in a second yep. because he's yeah. so sharp. Yeah. Um, but that tenacity, I mean, that, that, that drive, I mean, when we yes. called him, he was, he was even in a hotel room in Nicaragua and, yeah. and moving to Colombia. Um, right. So, I mean, so that's the, I mean, maybe that's the, the other thing that I, I thought was fascinating here was that it was when we, when we could. And when we found it um, available and opportunistic, we were able to shrink the world, you yeah. know, and bring somebody in from Africa or bring somebody in from Latin America or bring somebody in from Europe. And I, I, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at the perspectives, we got, we got pretty far. We, uh, I don't think we've gotten to Asia. I mean, I've, I've got, you know, I've got my, yeah. my friend of my family who, who's a former animal trainer and, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm reaching out to him. Let's I get mean, on the continents. Oh, we, we got Vishal in Kenya. I mean, I know that was and a good, pretty good reach. <laughs> look, but these are the types of things that I think um, if if I had to encourage people, I don't have the long commute that I used to have. But in that long commute, one of the things that I loved was to to listen to somebody who um, who was interviewing or having a conversation with somebody whose life was so different from them. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, when I, when we spoke to Vishal, I don't know about you, but I, I could picture, you know, the Kenyan plains. He, yeah. he had such a, a, a way of describing what that culture was like and, and really kind of more like a melange, like a, 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 just a blend of cultures. Yeah. Yeah. That I, you know, I, I picked up the phone and called, you know, my friend Joel who lived in Kenya too. And I'm like, well, what's it like? He's like, just... You, you just can't imagine the diversity. Yeah, yeah. You know, with with all of that, to think of one country being even more diverse, you know, than than you can imagine. I, I just found that fascinating. Yeah. It, it it was literally like watching some of those great, um, you know, international travel shows or documentaries. I mean, it, it, it literally the way he describes it, just it brings those things to life. It sounds look, it became very real. Um, you know, on occasion, Vishal will post uh, great imagery or great little video clips on Facebook, and he'll you know. He'll take a 10 minute video of his commute to work and he stopped to let the elephants cross the road. I mean, it's yeah. crazy and it's so awesome. And he seems so uh, sincere and passionate about the work he's doing uh, down there to help the, the local communities um, and, and, you know, the work in conservation. It's, it's just awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go on too long, but as I look back on this and I think about, um, I used to do this thing. Uh, called spider mapping, where you would look at the people that you know mm -hmm. and the people that they know and the people right, that right. they know, and you kind of get this, like, you know, right. this lacy kind of map of interconnectivity. And one of the ones that, <clears throat> for from most of my life, I, I think I can say, who has connected with such a wide range of people is uh, Jeremy Abbott, the uh, the publisher of Science yes. American, who, if you know him, is such a corny, goofy, funny guy. <laughs> 
And then you realize, oh, yeah, he hangs out with Alan Alda a lot. That's oh, crazy. And, you know, it's it's playing nuts. with James Taylor on a on his podcast, you know, things Ugh. like that, that um, I'm, I'm blown away by because when you sit down with him and I, I mean, Julie, who's another one we interviewed, we went to her house, uh, you know, a year and a half ago and you're sitting in the room with Dan and Julie and, and Jeremy and um, sometimes the, the blowback of the talent. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> kind of throws me. Um, and, yeah. and that's the thing I want to throw out to everybody who, who listens. I mean, we have a nice, core little audience you know we get blips here and we pick mm -hmm. up a couple of people there but you know we're the type of thing that people who like this type of thing like so <laughs> well said <laughs> exactly and it's a niche I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with having a niche um, but I, I do I want to end this with um, just kind of a call to suggest other people because you know, I know the people that I know. I have a, you know, a list of people I'd like to to speak with. But if there are other people that you think would broaden our view, you know, would broaden our perspective, mm -hmm. I would love, love, love to talk with those people um, because yeah. I can't predict where this is going to go. Uh, I know there are some places that uh, that are going to be surprising. Um, and then maybe I'll, I'll end on this one. You know, what other podcasts, what other topics, which other things do you think would be, could be interesting for something completely different than this? And, right. and maybe why, Anthony, because you've got, you've got a number of different podcasts going. What do you think would be interesting? What do you think is missing out in the podcast landscape that hmm. we could cover as a, you know, as a show yeah. or? Well, that's, I mean, that's a crazy question because. You know, if you look at the sheer numbers, I mean, there's, there's, I don't know, maybe millions of podcasts out there now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you could type in any, just about any concept or what you think is a unique title for a show and mm -hmm. you'll find that there's probably three of them already out there. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough call. Um, I, I think that the, the best thing you can, you can do or, uh, when considering, you, you know, another podcast or maybe something we'll do to consider other podcasts is really to bring your, your personal you know, the only, the, the only difference you can rely on is your perspective. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I think it's, it's pretty likely that you may be covering topics that have already been covered, but no one's going to, no one knows your perspective like you. So yeah. bring, bring some unique perspective to, to the show and you can guarantee in that sense that it'll be unique, hmm. but, um, well, is th that, there is are that... some other things, you know, uh, there are some other things, uh, in the works that have been in the works for a while. Um, I don't want to discuss now, but I mean, there are some ideas out there that we are working mm -hmm. on that hopefully we can get some shows out. Um, maybe if I'll take this, this minute here to pitch some of the shows that uh, I know of that I'm either working on or just, mm -hmm. I know the people who are doing them or have been involved with, uh, there is a guest in the house with, um, David Shanks and Mickey Hess. Um, what we spoke about that a minute ago, the rap and hip hop music and culture. Um, there's one called altruism unplugged mm. with uh, Jerry Walsh. Uh, and in that show, uh, Jerry, um, interviews people who have, um, worked altruism into their lives, either full-time or part-time or, or, or giving back to the community and to the world mm. in some way. Um, it's a really good show. Um, he's just getting that one started. And there's another one that will be coming online soon. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a show that um, I have some friends working on called Those Hard Conversations. Um, 
that will talk about really social issues f- focused largely on uh, inner city kind of uh, issues, hmm. but uh, what they talk about really extends to the to the whole world. So, uh, so those are just a couple that that I know of that I, I would like to push because um, you know these guys work hard. They have a great message. Uh, and they can't compete with the likes of the, you know, the Rogans and the, the other big podcasts <laughs> of the world. Um, but they have good messaging. And that's why, you know, I like to stay involved with them. So, Well, look, I'm not I'm not giving up on Prince Harry. I know he's doing a media tour. <laughs> he was on Dak Shepard, <laughs> Armchair Experts. Um, yeah. You know, if I can if I can find my expand my spider map again, I think I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with talking to Prince Harry. I think uh, it, was a, it was a good chat with Dax. That's awesome. Yeah, get him. Let to get him on the show. I'll work on it because believe me, I have that. Uh, I, I, have I, that, I know. That bug in my if someone can get Prince Harry, it would be you. I'm pretty sure of that. That's uh, okay. <laughs> so I have some summer work to do. Uh, yeah, and now going after Prince Harry. Uh, and if, uh, if anybody knows who 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 knows him, let me know. I'll yeah. uh, I'll get on that. Before we wrap, though, I, do want, yep. I want to let everyone know that um, probably I'm guessing, unlike most shows, we are going to take a a little summer break here because. Like many of you out there, um, I'm guessing we have um, kids or family things happening in the summer, and um, we'd like to spend a little time with them. So we will be taking a little bit of a break after this episode, and the plan is to come back uh, fresh in September. So make yes. sure you, you check back with us. Yes, maybe we can we can drop on my uh, on my birthday, September 11th, uh, with something. We'll have to see. <laughs> See what we can we can tape, um, but it, but cool. you know in, in the meantime over the summer just let us know um, you know yeah. send us a note. Um, we'll try and post a, a couple of little plugs for some of the other uh, podcasts that Anthony is producing, um, and you know again just let us know if you find somebody out there that you think would be worth us uh, talking to. Yeah. So uh, enjoy your summers. Um, I hope you get a chance to see a little bit of the world and meet different people uh, and maybe offer your opportunity to be an ally to them or vice versa. Uh, And until then, take care and we'll talk to you in the fall. Mm